0: Hey, awesome. uh, it, it's it's an honor to be here tonight, or tonight. Yeah, good job, John. I speak for a living. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be here this morning. I live in uh, California, but I was born in Rockford, Illinois, and so I, I'm in this... General area, but it's an honor to be here. My wife and daughter travel with me. Usually they stayed home on this trip, um, but um, it's funny when I travel, people walk up to me all the time. And they ask me if I'm a football player. I don't have the heart to tell them the only position I ever played in high school football was like left out. You know, I wasn't a good athlete at all. Um, but this guy asked me yesterday, I flew in from uh, Sacramento and then I got to Chicago, and the guy goes, Are you a football player? I said, No, I'm a model. He said, You're a model. I go, yeah, I'm the before pitcher for Jenny Gray. <laughs> you know, it's so, a little holiday wait right now. <laughs> 1989. But when I when I when I go overseas, everybody thinks I'm a wrestler. You know, I don't follow wrestling. I don't know all the characters in wrestling. To me, it's a little bit like a male soap opera. But uh, years ago, I was in Ecuador, they picked me up, they took me to this hotel, I mean excuse me, this school in the middle of the jungle. No running water, bamboo walls, no electricity. And I got to the school, and all 1,500 kids, as soon as I walked in, they're like, it's the rock, it's the rock. <laughs> Sign that for you, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I got a frying pan, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll this up like a burrito, take the handle and break it off. This is what I did for the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, I'm in the 2010 book, but my picture is in the 2009 book, page 12. And <laughs> second paragraph. But I tell everybody that because I'm insecure, <laughs> and that's why I have highlights. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm in ministry. But I, I'm going to roll this up uh, and break off the handle. Um, I do, let me get a volunteer, someone kind of crazy, full of energy. I think, I think you put your hand up first, my man with the beanie on right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give him a big hand as he comes up here. The wedge. yeah come, come over here yeah hey, yeah awesome now what, what's your name yeah you're, you're, you're so awesome this is my show um what, what's your name uh rylan R- rylan is that rylan. What you said rylan 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 what grade are you in rylan uh fifth you're in fifth grade okay cool let I I to take a step back this is the craziest stage i've ever been on it's like a puzzle it's awesome and so what's that i feel so tall yeah yeah you look great no what grade are you in? fifth you're in fifth grade okay cool cool now so I want to make sure this is real I'm not going to just give this to you I was out of high school when someone hit themselves in the head so I always hold on to it so (laughs) you're so funny but um I want to make sure is it real Rylan do I have to hit my head on it no no that's why I'm holding on to it and so I just want to make sure it's written no please don't hit your head yeah (laughs) what school do you go to Jefferson. Yeah, they're doing a good job there. Okay, so yeah, give me, give me a countdown from 10 to 0. And when you say zero, I'll roll it up, break off the handle. Okay, are, are you ready? 10. Are you ready? 10. No, yeah, are you ready? I'm asking you a question. Are, are you ready? Yes. Are you excited? Yeah, pretty. Are, you, are you, you fired up? Okay, this is going good. Rehearsal is going great. Okay, so here we go. Give me a countdown from 10, 10 9, 8, Eight 7, Six, five, four, three, two, one. Raindrops rolling off my brim. Street lights got the pigment glistening. Touchdown, I fall into your arms, like right where I belong, you're everlasting. Be so my a yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Okay, I got a steel bar for this one. I usually get, uh, oh, that's great. I usually get three brave girls to help me out. So let me try to pick people from all over. Let's get, okay, let me get my girl with the glasses right there. Yeah, stay with the glasses. Let's see. Okay, the girl that's raising her hand right there. Let's get one more girl, kind of. Let's get. Um, oh my gosh, it's like so hard. I want to pick everybody. Let's get the girl in the white shirt right there. Yeah, 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 right there. White shirt. Yeah, give them all the big hands. say, come up here. Yeah, come up here on the stage. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what's your name? I'm Emily. Hey, Emily. And what grade are you in? Uh, seventh. You're in seventh grade. Okay, Em, come stand right here. Stand right here. Yeah, stand right there. Well, what's your name? Madeline. Madeline, Madeline, come stand right here. Madeline, what grade are you in? Fifth. They want to call you Maddie? Can I call you Maddie? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. And the, what's your name? Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. Okay, come stand right here. Taylor, how old are you? Um, seven. Are you married? No. No, I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> almost wore that same outfit that would have been so awkward okay you guys hold on with both your hands yeah just like that what's gonna happen in just a moment I- I'm gonna bend this bar in half but the show everyone's a real steel bar the-, the guitars are they won't get hurt that bad um, and so uh, the show when this is a real steel bar I'm gonna take you guys I'm gonna pick you guys up in the air and spin you around okay so yeah don't don't <laughs> don't let go okay um, and so just hold on tight uh, you're gonna give me a countdown from 10 to zero okay so it's like a roller coaster. Do you like roller coasters? Yeah. Do you? No. no either do I, because <laughs> I don't fit in them. Okay, so hold on tight. You ready? Yeah. Are you scared? <laughs> no. <laughs> you should be. Okay, so here we go. Give me a countdown from 10. 10, Nine. Nine. 8, 7, 7, those and girls a big hand they did a great job yeah come right here stay right here taylor yeah 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 now now you're, you're seven years old is that right yeah. yeah okay you might have seen this done like on espn like the straw man competition right yeah yeah yeah. they'll, they'll put a steel bar behind their neck and they bend the ends together right mm-hmm. yeah do you watch that show you do uh <laughs> thanks for lying in church okay so uh, I, i'm not gonna <laughs> I, i'm not gonna bend the bar behind my neck like they do uh in the show i'm gonna place it in my teeth and bend the ends together okay so will you give me a countdown from 10 you're doing such a good job are, are you ready yeah are you excited Mhm. are you having fun yeah am i good looking yeah Okay. <laughs> so awesome. Okay, so give me a countdown from ten. Here we go. Ten. Nine. nine eight. Nine, eight nine, seven. Six. Five. One. Without you. Without you. Again. That's me you. <laughs> What's that? Hey, buddy. Yeah. I, mean, I have something special you're going to help me at the end with, okay? So make sure you sit there and listen, okay? Yeah. It's... What are you guys laughing at? What's that? Something on my face? On my cheeks? Nah. I know it's there. <laughs> I love to see everyone's reaction. You're great. <laughs> Thanks for watching out for me. Everyone else, you guys were just laughing at me, <laughs> but you try to help me out. Um, I have one last thing to do to end my time. I have a baseball bat. I'm going to break in half. Um, this is a big league bat. I, um, this is the one you can help me with in just a little bit, okay? And so uh, I'm going to break this over my leg. I used to work in uh, Major League Baseball. I was not a baseball player. But we got to speak to all the teams in baseball. And there was two guys that got us to do this. It was uh, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. And when I tell the students today, they have no idea who I'm talking about. (laughs) So I always say, you know, Mark McGuire is a retired baseball player. Jose Canseco is an author. And uh, (laughs) some teachers laugh. But I'm going to break that in just a second. I do want to say everything I did is real. And for the students that are, are in here, the younger ones, Uh, You never, ever, ever want to bend anything in your mouth, okay? Don't do this at home, dads. And uh, (laughs) I I won't be very long. I'm just going to share with you real quick today. The only thing between you and a good lunch is me. (laughs) I'm hungry. But (laughs) I love your laugh. I wish I could take you on the road. That's so awesome. I I do want to say this. A reporter just asked me recently why I do all this. Um, I do travel with my family around the world. Uh, We do a lot of work in Israel. That's the country we work with the most. Uh, But we do stuff throughout the Middle East um, in Africa, Asia. And so they asked me, why do you do this? This reporter, she goes, why do you speak in schools? Why do you roll up frying pans? Why do you go around the world? Like to these dangerous places like the Middle East, Africa, Racine. And uh, (laughs) I I told him this story. I was speaking in Miles City, Montana. It was Custer County High School. And I'm doing my assembly. I get done, and um, I'm talking to all the students. And this girl walks up to me. She goes, I need to talk to you. I said, sure. So we stepped away from the students, and she told me her story. She said she was in her bedroom doing her homework one night. Her brother was in his bedroom. Her mom was making dinner, and her stepdad was pulling into the garage from work. She said she, all of a sudden she heard a loud bang, almost like an explosion. Now, I want to be careful how I say this because I know we have some younger students in here today. She ran into her brother's bedroom, and there he laid. He, um, he had given up on the gift of life. Now, in schools, I talk about being nice to each other. But with middle school and high school students, I do talk about that. And I said, you know, don't give up. You're special. I said, um, I was trying to give her some advice. I go, you know what? I'm speaking at a church tonight down the road. Could you come out? She said, there's no way possible. She said, since the day of the funeral, my mom sits on the couch and just cries all day long. She wanted me to go in the garage. I said, well, try to come out. That night, the church was packed out. I shared. I gave people a chance to come forward and ask Jesus in their heart. I'll never forget. I'm watching the whole front of this church filled with people. And as I'm standing there, I looked down the left-hand side, and there was that girl. She came. I ran over to her, and she goes, John, she goes, Jesus has changed my life. And I gave her a hug, and she hugged me, and And she goes, "Um, I want to introduce you to my mom. She came tonight. Standing right behind her at the front of that church was her mom. And her mom reached up. I thought she was giving me a hug, but she grabbed my jacket. And she pointed at my face and she said, you didn't reach my son. You didn't reach my son. And then she stopped and said, but there's other sons out there you need to reach. Please don't ever stop doing what you're doing. I know it doesn't make sense to roll up a frying pan, break her back, or take my family with me around the world. But I made a promise to a mom, I reach as many sons and daughters as possible. So this morning, I hope you don't feel like I'm showing off doing this stuff. It's pretty silly, but it's just a tool we use to speak to young people all over the world. And quickly this morning, there's a verse in the Bible. You don't have to open your Bibles. I'm just going to quote it or uh, paraphrase it. It says in Romans eight twenty eight, and all things God works for the good for those who love Him. Now He doesn't say all things are good. It's not good when people that you love pass away. It's not good when people talk behind your back, or people let you down, or people break your heart. Those aren't good things. But God says, "I'm going to work those things out." I had something else planned for today, but as Tom was talking about promises, this dropped me in, heart, in my heart. And a lot of times in life, we want explanations, but God doesn't give explanations. He gives promises. You can always base your life on a promise. I was doing school assemblies out in the state of Maine. At the end of my uh, tele- oh, excuse me, at the end of my assembly, the uh, CBS News came out to do an interview with me. Now, it wasn't like the, the national one; it was the local Caribou affiliate. I want to sound like it bigger than it was, you know. And, and so I got down with my interview. I went back to the hotel because I want to see myself on television because I'm insecure <laughs> and vain. And so I watched myself on TV. I looked terrible. They they held the camera really low throughout my interview. I had all these chins, you know, and I turned to my wife. I go, you know, the camera adds like 10 pounds. (laughs) She goes, how many cameras are on you? (laughs) (laughs) But right before my interview, the reporter talked about promise. He said, by definition, a promise means two things. It means a pledge, and it also means potential. This is what I want to say today. I know we're several months, we're into the first quarter of the first year. I don't know what 2017 has been like for you. I don't know what 2016 was like for you. I know it wasn't probably my favorite year. I'm kind of glad it was over. There are a lot of good things that happened, but it was a tough year. And so as I'm in 2017, you know I realize? That God is in his presence. No matter what I go through, what I face in life, he will be with me every step of the way. And if you're a student here today, I want to say this. He's got your back. And I want to tell you why. Because he sees the potential that's in your life. Maybe not a lot of people have seen potential, but God says, I see the potential that's in your life. You're still going to go through tough times. Things don't always make sense. But this is what I realize. When I can't track God and I can't trace God, I could trust him. And when I can't track him in the present, I could trust him with his history. God has a promise for you. But you will have problems. I was speaking at church one time. A lady walked up to me in the end the service. She said, John, would you pray for me? I wouldn't have any more problems. I put my hand on her shoulder and I said, God, kill her. <laughs> I didn't do that. I <laughs> wanted to. But as long as you are alive, you're going to go through some difficult times. Now, it doesn't mean God's mad at you. He's turned his back on you. He's pulled his favor off your life. It means this, you're going through a tough season. you got to remember not to give up. Now, there's one thing I'm really good at. It's not rolling up frying pans. It's not bending bars or eating. It's making mistakes. I am always making mistakes. I wear black a lot because it's slimming. (laughs) supposed to be, but I'm always doing, like, the wrong thing. I mean, I'm always doing the wrong thing. I I was speaking at a conference in Hawaii. They had a girl. She got her arm bit off by a shark. They did a movie about her, so she spoke. It was my turn to speak. They're, let's give a big hand to John. There was like 5,000 families at the convention center in Honolulu. So I come up on the stage, and I miss a step. And I don't trip. I'm falling. And they had these big screens on the stage so everyone can see you in the back of the room. And I can see myself falling on these screens, you know. and Hit the stage. 5,000 families. No one's laughing, except my wife and daughter. (laughs) But one of the biggest mistakes happened a couple years ago. It was a country called Venezuela. I was invited to speak at a conference for 18,000 students in a bullfighting arena. I was with all these really famous Latin singers. They have entourage of security and millions of followers on social media. And there's me at this event. I'm thinking, like, did they make a mistake? You know, like, it's at a bullfighting arena. Maybe they, they thought I was the bull. I mean, I had no idea, you know. So I'm backstage. And I'm about to speak that day. But as I'm in the green room backstage, I have to use the restroom. So I walk into the restroom. And when I do, I saw the doors open. So I walk over and I close the door. And I walk back over to go use the restroom. And as I do, I hear my name being announced on the stage. Let's give a big hand to John. But I'm in the bathroom. (laughs) So I run over to the door. I go to grab the handle of the door. There is no handle. I'm locked in the bathroom. (laughs) Concrete walls, this metal door. I'm banging on the door yelling for help. I didn't realize they had this big introduction plan for me. So they had the band playing, 18,000 people cheering with, again, they had this introduction plan. They're shooting fireworks up in the air at the same time. So no one can hear me banging on the door in the bathroom because I'm stuck. So I'm thinking, What am I going to do? I I don't know what to do. So as I'm standing there, I'm looking at this door, and I go, well, it's metal. Maybe I can bend it. This is a true story. I'm not exaggerating. I I promise you, this is a true story. Now the door wasn't very thick. Like, my daughter could have done this. and, And so I got my fingers on the top of the door, put my foot against the wall, and I start bending the door down. And I start yelling for help. I'm like, help! Help! No one's coming. And I realize they don't speak English. They speak Spanish. I don't know many words in Spanish. So as I'm standing there, we're in the, in the Andes Mountains. It's kind of cold outside. It's a place called Media. And I am I, I starting to sweat because I realize I have ruined my career in Venezuela. They're never going to have me do anything ever again here. This promoter's going to be mad at me. And as I'm standing there, I had a memory, a flashback from years ago when my daughter was little every morning she would wake up she would turn on the television she would watch a cartoon that taught spanish to children it was called dora the explorer <laughs> and <laughs> that's the first time i ever got a clap for that and uh, when dora was in trouble she would say a word in spanish it was like i hope i'm saying it right it was like a me like help me i need some help you know i need a rescue pack you know swiper no swiping i mean i need something So I decided I'm going to yell this word out, this word in Spanish, as loud as I can at the opening of the door that I had been opened. Now, if there's anyone here today who speaks Spanish, I want to apologize right now because I am going to butcher this word. So I put my face in the opening of the door. I start screaming. I go, Ayudame! 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 For 10 minutes I did that. Finally, someone hurt me. They opened the door. I ran. I took the stage. And I had to tell 18,000 people I was locked in the bathroom. (laughs) And this this is my point this morning as I wrap up my time is this. Just because I make a mistake, it doesn't mean I am a mistake. Just because I fail at something, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. As Tony, as you come and play softly, and I wrap up my time this morning, This is why I want to say to every student and to every adult that's in this room. You are not a mistake. You are not a failure. You've got to remember how special you are. There's a lot of times we go through tough times and we criticize ourselves. A while back, I spoke to the Minnesota Vikings. They lost. Don't help me speak to your team. But um, I told them, the biggest critic you have in your life, it's not a teammate. It's not the media. It's not family. It's a person who lives in here. Things don't go our way and we beat ourselves up. And we don't feel very special. You gotta remember how special you are. There's a story of a little boy who never felt special because of one reason, the boy, he couldn't talk. He's six years old, first grade, he's sitting in his desk in school, a teacher walks in. In front of the whole class, she picks him up and she puts him in a room with other students that have special needs. Everybody at school was meeting that boy. No one would sit next to him at lunch. In fact, the other students, they would throw garbage at him. He would come home after school. His parents were always fighting. And they went through a, a terrible divorce. One day, in third grade, his mom worked a lot. She would drop him off at school just a little bit early. He would watch these older boys play a game. Like tag. they'd run back and forth. He never got to play. He only got to watch. Except this one day. 25 boys. They walked over to the boy sitting against the wall. And they asked him to play in the game. The third grade boy, he does not stand to his feet. He jumped to his feet. He's never got to play in the game before. In fact, when he tells a story, he says it's one of the best days ever in his life. So he's playing the game. He's having so much fun. And then all of a sudden, this great day turns into a bad day. They didn't want to play in the game with the boy. They want to hurt him. And they chase the third-grade boy all over the school. He runs down the hall. He's looking for help, but he doesn't see how a fifth-grade boy who's trying to be funny broke ahead of the pack, and he stuck his leg out in the hall. So the little boy, he's running. He doesn't see the older boy's leg. He hits the leg, he trips, he falls, his face hits the ground. And blood goes everywhere. And all 25 boys. They don't help him up. They don't get a teacher. None of them tell. They just start pointing, they start laughing at the boy who's on the ground bleeding. Well, the bell rang and everybody went to school except for the boy. He stood up. He's crying. His shirt's soaked in blood. He has to go to the hospital to get stitches in his face. Well, the next year, they put him back into a typical classroom. Only one problem. The teacher he got secretly, she didn't like him. And one day at the end of school, the bell rang. She dismissed all the students except for him. She walks over to his desk. She points at the boy. She says these words. She said, you will never be able to read, write, or talk. You'll never graduate from high school or college. You're a throwaway. And that devastated him. Now, I don't want to go past my time. But I, I, I feel this in my heart. I don't know during worship if it was God or the Starbucks I had. But I just feel, I feel in my heart today. There's someone in this room this morning, you've heard words a lot worse than that boy's heard. I was speaking in Scotland. In the middle of my assembly, a 12-year-old boy walks up to me on stage. He said, that morning at breakfast, his parents sat him down. and said, we're getting a divorce. And they pointed at their son and said, it's your fault. And the 12-year-old boy in front of the entire school falls into my arms, crying, yelling out loud. He goes, John, I don't know what I did. Sometimes the people who are supposed to love us and take care of us are the ones that hurt us the most. And I'm just going to talk to all the adults for just a second. This is what I feel in my heart. I feel there's someone in this room. Your parents got divorced or something happened, and you've been holding on to that your entire life, thinking it was your fault. I have come here this morning to tell you from my heart to yours, it's not your fault. In fact, I'm sorry and you don't deserve that. You've got to remember how special you are. With that boy, he goes to a new school. He's 12 years old, seventh grade. He's never been to school before. His mom drops him off. He gets out of the car. He grabs his bag. His mom grabs his hand. She goes, sweetie, they'll be nice to you. It's a new school. The mom cries, and she goes, I promise. All morning, he doesn't talk to a soul. He's afraid that they're going to hear the way he mumbles. He goes out to lunch. He sits down. And the eighth grade girl stood up. She doesn't know him. She yells out loud. She goes, hey, what are you doing? We don't want you to eat lunch with us. You're retarded. Go by yourself. And the whole school starts laughing. but The boy doesn't laugh. He doesn't cry. He picks up his lunch. He walks through the crowd that's laughing at him. He sits underneath the tree. And when he's all alone... Then he cries. But hear me today, he didn't give up. He became a young man. High school, he wanted to go to college. His grades were terrible. He applied to all these schools, all these universities. They all said no, except for one. One school took him in on academic probation. He barely got to go to that school. He went to a man he admired. He went to this man and he told him his dreams. He told him how he got accepted to the college, the university. The man he respected stands up, walks over to him, and says, You barely made it through high school. High school's making it through a university. He goes, I can't understand you even right now. You're not going to be able to do that. He goes, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm trying to be realistic. But it was like someone stabbed him in the heart because he trusted that man. I always tell older students, Be careful who you share your dreams with. So he goes to this university. He goes these big classes. He comes back to his room. He sits on his bed, and he just cries because he feels so dumb on the inside. But one last time, he reached down, and he found a strength not to give up. His second year at that university, he hit the dean's list, and he went to the top of his class. He went to his third. He went to his fourth year, and he walked across the stage, and he graduated. The little boy that no one thought was special, the little boy that no one saw potential on, who became a young man, he went on with his life. Now today, that man is me, and that's my story. My my whole life. Um, I know I get judged a lot I'm some big white boy in a silly outfit with highlights and people always think I I grew up as an athlete it's not true I'm just somebody that nobody went at their birthday party but when no one saw potential in my life God. he had a promise he had a promise for my life I never know I had surgery in my throat gone through a lot of therapy to help me talk the way I talk today I still stutter I still have problems with reading and writing so I apologize, I don't use notes I did not read a lot of scripture and that stuff Because I don't read in front of people But you know what? Do I make mistakes? Sure I do But I'm not a mistake Do I fail? Absolutely You know what? I am not a failure And I've come here today To tell my story to you Because I want you to know How much God loves you For every student that's here today, the secret to my success was not a degree from a university. It was not a Guinness Book of World Records record. But it was a day I asked Jesus to come into my heart. That day, I got up in heaven, saw a little Jewish boy that couldn't read, write, or talk. He loved me. He accepted me. And the guy that did that is the same guy that's in this room right now. Jesus did not come to take away my fun. He came to take away my pain. You know how much he loves you today. My daughter, I've dragged her all over the world. She's heard me share my story so many times. One time, I was speaking at a conference. She was four years old, sitting on the front row, I'm talking about when the teacher was mean to me in fourth grade. My daughter stood on top of her chair, and she yelled out in front of the whole crowd, it's him, he's talking about himself. <laughs> I love her. So when she was five, I decided to take my little girl back to the school I grew up at. My daughter's name is Jaden. I said, "Jaden, now this is the classroom where the teacher told me those mean things. We walked to the other side of the, the campus, and I said, now this is, this is the spot where the boys tripped me. And I was bleeding. Showed the scar on my chin again. And I took her to the tree outside of the school, I said, this is where daddy ate lunch by himself every day. My be- my favorite part about being a parent is when your child is little, they look at you like you're a hero. I saw her face change that day, and it killed me. So we're walking back to the car. I start to get a little emotional, so I'm looking the other way. And as I'm walking, my hand goes back like you walk. And all of a sudden, I feel something. It's my daughter. She had grabbed my hand. And with all her strength, she stops me from walking. And she looks at me, curly hair, brown eyes. She goes, Daddy. I go, yeah, Jaden." She goes, uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. I go, oh, it's okay. I picked her up. She put her arms around my neck and she squeezed me. And she said, Daddy. I go, yeah, baby girl. She, she whispered in my ear, I would have eaten lunch with you. And um, I touched more. more. G- Jaden didn't just say that to her dad. But she she said to that nine-year-old boy who sat underneath that tree every day at school by himself. I believe I'm here this morning to tell you, no matter if you're a visitor, a guest, or um, your parents made you come, whatever the case may be. But I want you to know today, the only thing God wants to do is just eat lunch with you you are special could you bow your heads and close your eyes i want to say a prayer today jesus touch my friends god i have no great words that could change anybody's life but holy spirit would you come we sent your spirit here already but god would you just come and take away hurt and pain and frustration that's been built up in people's lives and with your heads bowed your eyes closed all over this room Like I said earlier, maybe you're here because someone invited you. Maybe you're here because someone uh, made you come. Whatever, you're you're not here by mistake. But as Pastor Paul said earlier, 2,000 years ago, Jesus was on a cross. But you know what? Nails didn't hold him on a cross. He's God. He could have came off the cross any time he wanted to. He looked down to the corridors of time to this day. He saw my face. He saw your face. That's why he stayed on the cross. So my question to you is this. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm asking if you would die today, St. John, I don't know where I would go, but I want this Jesus that we sung about. I want this Jesus we talked about. I want this Jesus that changed your life, that changed mine. If that's you, you're saying, John, would you include me in your prayer before you break that bat today? I'd like to make him my Lord and my Savior. When I count to three, would you slip your hand up in there and put it right back down? St. John, include me in that prayer today. I like to ask Jesus to come into my heart. Sir, you'll never be the same. Ma'am, he'll change your family. To every student that's here, he loves you for who you are. So when I count to three, would you put your hand up and put it back down? Saint John, I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. One, two, three. God bless you. 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 I see all those hands. Thank you so much. Thank you can put your hands back down my second thing today is this and I promise you I'm done you're here today, you love God, I don't doubt that but you're going through a tough time maybe you feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulders you can't sleep at night or it's financial, it's physical, it's emotional it's a, it's a relational, I don't know you're just here today, you just need John you're saying John, I just need God to wrap his arms of love around me I need to be reminded one more time that I'm special if that's you today, St. John, would you pray for me when I count to three, would you put your hand up? One, two, three. That's a lot of hands. You put your hands back down. For the people who raised your hand to ask Jesus in your heart, would you say this prayer after me right where you're at? And maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you want to say this prayer, you'll go right ahead. And when everyone else say it too, to encourage those who are saying it for a first time or a rededication, everybody go, Dear Jesus. I love you, and I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins. Today, I make you my God, my Savior, and my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me pray. Father, I pray for the people here today who are tired, who are overwhelmed, who feel like giving up would you whisper words of encouragement into their ears right now? Lord, for the person who might even be cutting themselves, who feels like giving up on life, would you right now just give them hope, give them joy. Just wrap your arms of love around them. For those who have been battling anxiety and panic attacks, God, just put peace in their life right now. God, we, we know. We know you're real. We know we can trust you when we can't track you. But Holy Spirit, would you come and just take away the years of hurt and pain that people have caused people right now? Lord, I pray the strength you gave to me as a little boy, would you give to every person in the mighty name of Yeshua. Oh God, touch my friends. In your name we pray, amen. I'm the last thing I want to say, I know I've gone past my time, I'm so sorry, um, I was speaking at church one time. I go, I'm closing, I'm closing. (laughs) A little boy in the front row turned to his dad and goes, what does that mean? (laughs) And the dad goes, absolutely nothing. (laughs) I'm closing. Um, I I just want to say one thing real quick to all the ladies who are here, uh, to all the moms, I should say. I read an article in a magazine years ago. There was a lady who was a vice president of a bank, and she took her little boy to school, dropped him off in the classroom. And the principal the teacher pulled the mom out into the hall and said, there's, we tried everything and there's no hope for your child. The article said this lady with her education, her success, gets on the train to go into the city. And on this crowded subway, she says out loud in front of everybody, there's got to be hope for my little boy. I finished the article that day. I looked to the very bottom of that page. I'll never forget it. And at the bottom of the page, it said that my mom wrote the article. And that's how... I started to share my story. I would not be here today if it wasn't for my mom. Well, I guess literally. But, uh, <laughs> but she took me to doctors and speech therapists. When everybody was negative, and there was a lot. She's always positive. She always fought for me. As Tony said earlier, I've spoken to over 8.5 million students around the world. But I always said it for one reason today. And I feel this in my heart. If there's anybody here, you have a child, grandchild, niece, nephew, someone in your life, and they have a learning disability, a speech impediment, ADD, ADHD, or even autism, hear me today. If God can use me, he can use your kids. Don't give up. Please don't give up. There is hope. There is hope. The last thing I want to say today before I break this, and, uh, and that's to the Yako family. Um, Thank you, guys. Thanks for being Tom Martin, too. You guys, I love you guys so much. Thank you for putting this together today. My last name is Pritikin, but I wish it was Yako. (laughs) Because you guys are so amazing. Thank you for making me always part of your family. Um, My wife and daughter love them so much. You've always been kind to us, and you guys are amazing. Um, My daughter usually gives me a countdown from 10 when I break the bat. She's not here today, but my man right here. He's going to come up here? Yeah, come up here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you earlier. That's why I gave you my wristband. Yeah, yeah, come up here, man. Come here next to me. No. Tell. Hey, buddy. Wait, what's your name? Blaze. What was it? Blaze? That's a cool name. How old are you? Six, um, eight. You're eight years old? Seven. Six, seven. Uh, somewhere around that. Between six and eight. Seven? Yeah. Yeah, seven. Okay, I want to make sure. Is that a, is that a real baseball bat? Is that real? You want to feel it? It's kind of heavy. Is it real? Yeah. Okay, you're going to give me a countdown from ten. But you know why I picked you today? Because when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends. But I think if you, you went to my school, you'd be my friend because I could tell you have a big heart. You need to know how special you are, okay? Always remember that. Okay, hey, give me a countdown from ten. I'm gonna break this over my leg. I want you guys to know it was such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Okay, here we go. Give me a countdown from ten. 9. nine eight. Oh that's me without you. Ooh, 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 ooh. him a big hand i'm going to turn it back over to the pastor but i want to say it was such an honor to be here today thank you so much or please remember you are special god bless you